Hey everyone, Tommy here, and this is Fighting Words. My friends got tired of hearing me talk about fights, so I did what everyone does. I started a podcast. I'm not an analyst, I'm a fan of the sport, so expect some different takes and breakdowns from a different perspective. But enough about that, let's talk about some fights. Over the weekend, we had Deontay Wilder versus Ortiz 2. Remember how last week I said Wilder would get outclassed and then land a big right hand? Well, that's exactly what happened. Wilder didn't win a single round of the fight going into the 7th, and then landed a huge right out of nowhere that just knocked Ortiz out. I was wondering if Wilder saw holes in Ortiz's game, and that was not the case at all. Wilder is just confident in his knockout power, and I'm not sure boxing has ever seen someone who hits harder than Wilder. And yes, I know George Foreman hit like a truck, but he had some technique to it, and I don't think he really starched people like Wilder has. But luckily, Wilder got the win for Thank You Boxing Gods. I was hoping for that, because now we can get Fury 2. We also had Bellator London 2, where Michael Venom Page fought Giovanni Melillo. And I totally forgot this card was a thing. But MVP did what MVP does best. Got a quick knockout in the first round. MVP is so fast and has power, and he knows it. Got a nice, almost kind of walk-off-ish KO. But that's, that's MVP. Surprisingly, he didn't really show off too much, but I'm cool with that. And let's talk about what's next for... Wilder and MVP. There's this one fight Wilder and the rest of the world won. And that's Tyson Fury in February. The first fight was really good. I hope the rematch will be even better because we need a definitive answer to who is the best heavyweight boxer in the world. And while Wilder is my favorite boxer, I think Fury's going to come in with an edge there. But that don't mean that we can count Wilder out. Ortiz, the Ortiz fight definitely proved that. And I think Fury's going to learn from watching that fight and come in with with an edge, but Wilder has that one shot, man, and that's all it takes. But will it be enough? I don't know. And for MVP, he called out Douglas Lima. He wants that rematch to avenge his only loss in MMA. And honestly, I don't hate the fight. I don't think it should be next, but I do kind of like the fight. Maybe one more fight, and I'd say maybe against Lorenz Larkin if he doesn't fight Lima next. Alright, let's get into some news real quick. The rematch that I just mentioned a minute ago for Wilder vs. Fury 2 will happen on February 22nd. And I am so pumped for this, man. They haven't announced a venue yet, but apparently the frontrunner is MGM Grand in Vegas. Anthony Pettis is also returning to lightweight to fight Diego Ferreira on January 18th. This is his, obviously, return after his run at welterweight where Pettis beat Stephen Thompson, then lost to Nate Diaz. I think this is perfect because I think 155 is Pettis' home. It's where he shines. And... Who knows how he's going to perform, 
I don't think he's necessarily the world beater he was a couple years back, but it sounds like a fun fight. Next up, the UFC is targeting Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson for like the fourth time on April 18th in New York. I hope this fight finally happens, but they better have Justin Gaethje on backup just in case. <laughs> it has been the fight that the lightweight division has needed for a long time now. This will decide definitively who the best fighter at 155 pounds is. And I hate to say that because Conor McGregor's my boy and he's my favorite fighter. I just, we just need answers for a division without him right now. Next up, the UFC is also targeting Paige Van Zandt's return. And it looks like it will be against Amanda Ribas in Brazil on March 14th. This is the final fight on Paige's contract, so let's see how it plays out. I'm a fan of Paige, and her fights are normally entertaining, so this could be a lot of fun. USADA announced a change to the UFC anti-doping policy. They have a list of legal supplements that if the fighter is taking and there are sm any small typical levels of any banned substance... It will be written off as a tainted supplement without any suspension or USADA infraction. I think that's a really good call because there have been a lot of tainted supplement suspensions lately. And it's just insane to me. But next up we have Floyd Mayweather and Dana White announcing that they will be working together on a project in 2020. Mayweather said he is returning to boxing and working with Dana. Is this the start of Zufa Boxing? Maybe. I kind of hope it is, but I have no clue who Floyd will box. Will it be Manny Pacquiao? He's been teasing that, and Manny wants the match. Will it be a, another MMA fighter like when he fought Conor? Who knows? I hope not. I hope he sticks to fighting a boxer. Because we saw how the McGregor fight went, and... While McGregor had a lot of success early on, he just wasn't ready for Mayweather. And our final story, a kind of sad story. Remember how a couple weeks ago I mentioned Walt Harris's missing stepdaughter, Anaya Blanchard? Well, the police have arrested three people for her disappearance, which has now been upgraded to a murder charge because they found her body. Unfortunately, she couldn't have been found alive, and I feel awful that Walt Harris and his family will be missing Anaya. It, it's a horrible situation. Hopefully justice is served in this, and they pay for their crimes, though. And we don't have an MMA card this weekend because of Thanksgiving, but... I have a special breakdown of the WWE card Survivor Series with one of my best friends, Jamie. I'm going to put the interview in here. Hopefully you enjoy it. And I will record the outro right after it's posted. Alright, now for the WWE segment we have, I've got one of my best friends, Jamie, here. Yes, I go by the name of uh, J. Christopher Sterling on uh, our what I'd like to call the promotion that I work for, which is Delta Wrestling Alliance, or DWA. I am the voice. I am the announcer. Um, I am also the color commentary. Uh, I am everything. 
Even the timekeeper. Awesome. You beat me to it. I was going to ask you why why would you be perfect to talk about some wrestling? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I'm, I always have a voice for wrestling. Um, and he likes to run his mouth. I do. It's awful. <laughs> All right. So it was a big weekend for WWE this weekend, right? So let me let me explain something. Like this weekend is okay. So WWE has what this called. They have the four big pay per views. Yeah. Uh, four big t- pay per views that actually tie together uh, loose ends uh, to storylines. Uh, basically, the biggest one obviously is um, WrestleMania, which ties in everything, and it basically. If you would say uh, WWE has a season, um, the season ender is WrestleMania. The season, um, like their start of their next season, would be the Raw after um, WrestleMania. Okay. So um, for something like that, yeah, it's it's uh, something like that. So Survivor Series obviously is their big four. It's literally um, what they would like to say the. It's not the road to WrestleMania, uh, but it's the. Building blocks to the road to WrestleMania. Okay. So, but, um, it's kind of the kickoff. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of, sort of. The next uh, big event is Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, um, which obviously is going to be more of a hardcore focused, uh, pay per view. More stipulation based and all that. Um, the biggest stipulations are going to be they're going to have tables, ladders, and chairs in some way, shape, or fashion in the match. Okay. So, we're going to start with NXT TakeOver War Games. What the hell is a War Games match? So, <laughs> it is a concoction of, um, it was a brainchild of uh, the late, great Dusty Rhodes, um, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. However, um, the... <laughs> it's so weird to try to describe this to somebody who isn't a wrestling fan. It's basically... Two rings put together um, with a grate between each one okay. um, and a cage over them. Um, so two men enter, and for and then for the first five minutes, it's just them. Then uh, a guy from the other team comes in, and after that, every three minutes, a new guy enters the ring. So it's pretty much just someone coming in every couple minutes. Correct. However... The only way to win is by pinfall or submission. You cannot escape the ring. It's an automatic DQ for the entire team. Okay. However, more howevers, by the way, um, that stipulation doesn't kick in until every single member is in the ring. So technically, if someone is coming into the ring, you can drop kick them like as soon as the door opens, get weapons, toss them in the ring. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say weapons are legal. Okay. So tables, chairs. Whatever sticks. they can grab. Whatever you can grab that's under the ring, you can use it. Gotcha. So. And we had two of those on this card. Yes. So, all right. So we'll start with the women's war games match. Yes. Which was Team Ripley versus Team Baszler. So this match was pretty nuts. Um, I will say this. Um, it was very shocking. Um, what is the girl's name? Uh, From the, which team? From from Team Ripley, Dakota Kai, when she was about to come out, she turned on her teammates. Okay. So she uh, beat up one of the girls and left um, Team Ripley with only two women in the match. So it was basically... It was 2v4. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm, I'm not saying you should go back and watch it, because obviously you're not a huge wrestling fan, but 
for everybody who is a wrestling fan, it is very fun. Uh, it was very shocking. I didn't see it coming. Um, however, um, WWE has been starting to show off their start. They're starting to with their pay-per-views. They're starting them early, which is good because they used to start the pay-per-views at eight and they wouldn't end until 12. It nor, normally um, it's fine on the East Coast. It's fine yeah. on, you know, in the entire Americas. It's fine. It's not fine. Internationally, it's not fine. Because in Australia, this pay-per-view wouldn't be over until like 4 a.m. So you're getting up at... That's brutal. 2 to watch a pay-per-view? It's nuts. That's Um, crazy. But yeah, um, the the winners were Team Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Candice were the winners. Uh, very fun, very fun match. Um, was that Rhea? I think she got the. It's excuse me. It's been a a long week, and I was still trying to recover from being sick. Um, I think Rhea won with the Riptide on Bianca Blair. Okay. I think that's what happened. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. <laughs> it sounds like it was a really fun match. Yes, it was very fun. Next up, we have. Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest and Killian Dane so, for a number one contender shot. So I'm gonna just fast forward and say this: the winner is Pete Dunn. Okay. How now? Now I'm not saying that because it's a bad match. I'm just saying it's gonna take me a minute to go through and be like, so this match was nuts and everything like that. It was nuts because Damian Priest is really tall. He's like six four and something like that. Killian Dane is just a brick shit house. All right. um, and Pete Dunn is a smaller guy, but um, he's more of a cruiserweight size. He's not dumpy. <laughs> I won't say that because that's rude. Um, but he's not, you know, he's not really tall. He's not really skinny. He's a small guy. He's a small guy, but he's stocky. Yeah, stocky is a perfect example. Uh, perfect perfect um, way to describe him. But, yeah, they went through, and it was a fun match. I kind of wish Damian Priest wasn't in the match. They would have had somebody else in the match. It would have made it a lot more fun. But Pete Dunne, he wrestles a what's called British Strong Style. Um, I need to explain that to you later on down the road about wrestling isn't just what you see. Everybody from each area of the world has their own style of wrestling. Yeah. Japanese has Japanese Strong Style. British has British Strong Style. We in America have Catch as Catch Can, which um, is more of a... You attack me, I can reverse it into something else, and you can do some other stuff. Counter based. Like yeah, base. Uh, basically. Okay. So he got the win, got a shot for Survivor Series. Yes. And then when we go to Survivor Series, we're going to talk about that match. That match Good. was bonkers. And so the next match that we're going to talk about is Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. Um, This match, I, I enjoyed the match a lot as well. Um, it was really fun to watch, uh, Finn Balor, who hasn't been in NXT, um, a lot, uh, since he went from, you know, NXT to the Raw and stuff like that. Um, uh, he, he definitely brought it with, uh, against Matt Riddle. Um, Finn Balor gets the win against Matt Riddle, which doesn't really hurt Matt Riddle at all because, you know, um... It's kind of one of those that everyone expected to happen. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Gotcha. And so the final one we have for this 
event before we move on to Survivor Series is... The men's War Games match. There you was go. Was bonkers. I'm going to just let so, you go. So, let's let's be honest with ourselves. So, we didn't know uh, at, at the time, uh, Team Champa, uh, which is Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Keith Lee, and Dominic, Dij- uh, J- Diamond, <laughs> Dominic Dijakovic, um, it was just three of them against the whole Undisputed Era. Um, and we didn't know who the fourth was. So um, team captain uh, Tommaso Ciampa started first. And we were like, oh, man, he's why would he start first and everything? And then um, who came? Who was? It wasn't Roddy. Um, I can't remember who started for. Um, doesn't matter. Yeah. It Someone started. Matter. Yeah, it was it, it was nuts. Like they like they brought in weapons and stuff and everything else like that and then when so the way it worked was um the last person to come out um on team champa's side nobody knew who it was okay um you know it we we could have speculated whoever it was it could have been cm punk which i would have thought i would have been like some bullshit because uh, we don't <laughs> no, because he would immediately take away everything that's a part of the match. Yeah, because it of his name. Been about him. Yeah, it would have been about him, which I'm pretty sure he's fine with because he's CM Punk. He gonna get that money. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's not hired to work for WWE. He works for Fox. That's how his contract works. Yep. Um, so he's not gonna be coming out there. So all of a sudden, we um, familiar music pops up. It's Kevin Owens. Um, he comes out, everybody was popped and everything. What I didn't know was on Monday, because I don't have cable, so I didn't watch Raw, um, that uh, Undisputed Era attacked Kevin Owens on Raw, which set up him to come out and do his thing. So, fast forward through the match and everything. Uh, high spots, a galore, people going through tables. The final spot was uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Catching, uh, taking, um, what's his name? Ah, damn it. I gotta look his name up. I'm an idiot. Um, Adam Cole. I can't believe I forgot his name. <laughs> I'm so bad. What the hell? Um, it's been a long day. Uh, just want to let you know. It's been a long day at work. Uh, took Adam Cole up to the top of the cage and he gave him, um, a, what... I can't remember the technical name of it, um, but I call it the beach break, which is you take the person, you put them across your back, you grab their head and everything, you grab their legs, and then you just drop. He did that on top of the on top of the cage, on through, a cage. Two, through two tables, Woo! and got the pin and the victory. All right, rebunculus. Um, so I I would like to say that was pop of the night. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, it, it was like, I, I will say one thing, war games. Um, I will, I would definitely go back and rewatch this entire, uh, pay-per-view. It was very good. It was that good. Yes. All right. It was that good. That's awesome. And as a person who doesn't really watch a lot of, um, uh, a lot of, um, you know, TV and stuff like that, I only watch what's online and stuff like that. And I listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about like wrestling and stuff. So that's how I get my knowledge and everything and, and my stuff upcoming. Cats under the window. That's weird. 
I'm not editing that out either. That's fine. So we're going to move on to Survivor Series where we had the first match that we're going to talk about because we're just going to skip over the pre-show. Yes, please. Was the Women's Survivor Series triple threat match of Team NXT, Team Raw, and Team SmackDown, which, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time NXT's ever done Survivor Series stuff. Yes. Um, for one, let's, let's, let's get the elephant out of the room. I think that the matches placed on Survivor Series were incorrect. Okay. Um, I need to, I need to pull up the, uh, boom, never mind. I got the Survivor Series wiki up. The match list. Yep. So let's see. Um, all right. So, um, the match listings, um, could have been better in order and I'll explain more as we go along okay, the card. Cool. Um, this once again, um, team NXT, unfortunately had to go down to, uh, two members, uh, cause two members got hurt in the middle of the match. So they were already down two members. Like it was almost the same repeat from what happened the night before. And okay. I'm like, bro, how are they going to go through and do this and everything? So like it was, it was, it was a lot of things. Rhea Ripley gets the win again, bringing her stock up, uh, um, even amongst, higher, uh, uh, even higher. I mean, Rhea, Rhea Ripley is actually, she's amazing wrestler, really young, but that young is going to, like they're gonna, so she's gonna get the experience. She's going to get better. Okay. You know, I, I mean, I don't know what the future holds. For one, I don't know if she's gonna be still in the WWE for you know five years or so, uh, five five or so longer years. You know what I mean? And you know, I don't know if she's gonna still be there when she's in her thirties. I don't know if she's gonna be on the main roster. You know, doing her thing or anything. I don't know. Who knows how long Vince McMahon is gonna be in power? You know. That there's a lot of factors and stuff like you know you got AEW and stuff like that. There's a lot of a lot of promotions out there. There's competition. There's competition. There's we don't we don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of years. The future holds something, but we just don't know. Okay. For the entire wrestling roster and stuff like that. So she got the win and became kind of even bigger. Yes. And before we move on. I figured I'd ask you this question. Mm -hmm. With this pay-per-view having all three brands, mm -hmm. is it kind of fair to say that they're trying to move away from their being NXT and then the main roster and kind of trying to make them all equal? Well, NXT has, when they, as soon as they went to TV, yeah. they became equal. There's, okay. there's no ifs, ands, and buts. The reason why they had the Survivor Series like they have it now is to put more eyes on the product. A lot of people aren't really watching NXT. But here's the bad thing. It's going to backfire because everybody's going to look at the product on NXT. They're going to be like, man, NXT is really good. Why the hell am I watching Raw and SmackDown? Because Raw and SmackDown is the same thing over and over again. NXT has very few storylines, all wrestling. Okay. And it's two hours long, shorter than Raw and SmackDown. They're both three hours. They got to squeeze stuff in there to make everything you know, uh, make sense and everything. Gotcha. So you would say that they're equal now? I mean, no, because NXT is still better. Well, no, but, I meant like roster, like like main roster to like NXT. No, NXT has like over 100 people on their active roster. 
Okay. Raw has probably 30. Well, I only meant, like, of, like, from being compared to moving up to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I meant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but mostly, here's the thing. Like, there's going to be people, there's a lot of people that don't want to be on Raw or SmackDown. Okay. Just because, for one, NXT doesn't travel. They're only in Florida. Yeah. So that means out of the six days a week that you wouldn't have to be on the road. You could be with your family. You know, you could be with your family. You can, you're still getting money and everything. You're just working once, you know, once a week. Um, Maybe you're doing double duty. So that's twice that one day. Okay. Whatever, you know. And after that, you're going to the performance center. You're training. You're working out. Stuff like that. You have a lot of leeway. Got it. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next match, which was a champion's triple threat match of Roderick Strong, the NXT North American champion, AJ Styles, Raw's United States champion, and Shinsuke Nakamura, SmackDown's Intercontinental champion. This match was very hard-hitting. And it showed that Shinsuke um, needs to be able to let loose. Having somebody in there that he's comfortable with working with, with AJ Styles and Roderick Strong, you you saw that he's like he's having fun in the ring. Like watching someone's body motion while they're in the ring can tell a large amount of story. You can look at somebody, and you can tell if they're happy or if they're sad, you know, or they just don't want to be here because you just look at their body language. His body language said that he enjoyed who he was working with okay and like i mean it might only just be you know maybe a once or twice thing a year but at least he's going to be like man i'm actually having a lot of fun you know working with these guys and him and aj have worked for you know when aj went to japan they worked together they beat the crap out of each other you know roger strong is the x factor in this and roger strong actually kind of got a a cheap win over here, he um hit um so AJ Styles hit um uh, Shinsuke with the phenomenal forearm. AJ goes to roll him up, um and Roger comes right behind him and just bops him in the head and knocks him out of the ring and gets the pin. It's very <laughs> it's a very cheap win, but it made Roger Strong's stock go up. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you know it's a triple threat. Anything goes, you know. Got it. So. I saw online a lot of people were saying kind of like match of the night type of thing. Um, yes. You would you would say it was the best match? Yes. I would say 100% best match. Gotcha. So, I think here's the one you're going to probably be really excited to talk about. Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne for the NXT Championship. Yo, I think they could have given them, like, so on, on Wikipedia it gives the times and everything. Yeah. I think they could have gave them at least another, like, four minutes. Okay. They could have tore it up. But, I mean, Adam Cole going through those two tables and Pete Dunne just still, you know, as 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 hurt as he was coming from because uh, of Damian Priest. They were all exhausted. Yeah. You know, just, you're, you're working, like, uh, high-impact style. One night, you're only getting a couple hours to rest. Think about it like this. You're only getting a couple hours to rest. you got to be up early. You're doing pressers. You're talking with people. Adam Cole visual, visually was hurt. He had his ribs taped up. He had his wrist taped up, which his wrist being taped up was a legit injury. He broke his wrist. Somebody landed on him, broke his wrist. Um, So he had his wrist taped up. 
Um, you know, Pete Dunn, he had his knee taped up and everything. Um, back and forth, these guys um, kind of know each other. Um, my thing, uh, and I didn't like that Pete Dunn really didn't work the midsection more. Um, Hit them ribs. Yeah, he was still doing his normal uh, British stuff, which um, joint locks and stuff like that and holds. And he does what he, you call it, breaking the fingers. Like, um, you can simulate that. I don't I don't know how it's done. I'm, I'm trying to find somebody in DWA that knows how to do that. I want to I want to learn how to do that cuz it's really interesting. Because gotcha. visually you show it looks like you you break somebody's fingers um and everything, but he he does a lot of joint manipulation and stuff. Very very cool, very innovative. I if you can get a chance to, I definitely uh seek out this match, watch it. It's good. It's very good. Um, and the win went to Adam Cole. Um, he, like, they did some bonkers stuff, um, and everything. Like, trust me, I don't want to spoil anything, but... I mean, that's what this whole podcast is for. What, spoiling? Talking, talking about the fights and everything. Oh, okay, I was about to say spoiling. So, yeah, he hit the... He uh, that, too. Um, Adam Cole does what's called the Panama Sunrise, which is off the second rope, um, Canadian Destroyer, which is basically a flip pile driver. If you ever, if you can think about a pile driver, yeah, add a flip to it. Okay. Yeah, it's bonkers. And then uh, to make matters worse, he hit him with the complete shot, which is a um, like a shining wizard, but you don't go off your feet when you hit somebody. Um, almost like a bombier, which is Shinsuke's old move, which is a running knee strike. Um, he just hit you in the back of the head with your knee with his knee okay yeah it's, it's pretty good i was about to say you're gonna have to explain that to me because i have no clue what you're talking about but uh, you yeah. just did <laughs> yeah it, it was nuts like and it was and he got a one two three on it man it was that that match was the tits nice so the next match was the fiend bray wyatt versus daniel bryan all right i'm gonna let you know this this match was fucking bullshit <laughs> um and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you why so um, they, they have the fiend come out and he is draped in like red light. Okay. Um, it was 10 minutes and 10 seconds of red light. Why? Because they want, I don't know. Why couldn't it, they have just done that for like an entry and then cut it off? Because they're dumb and the WWE is stupid. They, it pisses me off to, to no end that they would have that. I got vit. So... I'm watching this at home. I, I said, you know, fuck this. I put my phone down and I went and I did something else. I'm not I'm not watching this match. Like, I like Daniel Bryan as a wrestler. And Bray Wyatt is definitely coming into his own with this Fiend character. But they don't need the red light. The red light just make everything look bad. You just ruined it? Yeah. Like, if you're going to do the red light thing, make the match like five minutes. Okay. Five, and, and even still, five minutes is... Five minutes too long of that red light. Like, I'd have to show you, like, um, I'd have to show you, like, part of that match. I'll look it up. Like, you'd be pissed off. It was like, how you, like, people were in the arena and they had to suffer through that. I'm already kind of mad for you. So, it obviously looks like he got the win. Yeah. And from. He got the win pretty cool, too. Um, He uh, put him in the mandible claw. And to show how vicious he was, he literally pinned one of his arms down. And he made him tap out, or he actually made him like depend him. Okay. With that, it's it was it's a it was a really cool ending, but the match itself with the red lights just made the match shitty. And it's like, come on, son, like I don't 
I don't understand. It just kind of ruined the whole match at yeah. that point. Gotcha. And it doesn't really surprise me because I've had a couple different people on here to talk about wrestling. Cole's one of them. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about The Fiend, and it sounds like he's like huge that he's not going to go down anytime soon. So no, no one's surprised. Yeah, he's going to be... Um... He's going to be something else. I don't think he's going to... He might lose the title at WrestleMania. I doubt it. Gotcha. Like, I 100% doubt that he'll lose the title at WrestleMania. So, the next match then, which is a lot longer, which was Team SmackDown versus Team Raw versus Team NXT for the men's triple threat match. So, there was a lot of... um, There was a lot of people not... How do I explain this? There was a lot of parts of this match that didn't make any sense. Okay. Um, there was people who got eliminated really quickly for no reason. Um, there was a lot of people who, like, because there's a guy on here, his name is Walter. And he was part of Team NXT. Yeah, I'm looking at the elimination list right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, oh, let me he see. He was first eliminated. Yes. So, they, Walter was eliminated by Drew McIntyre. For no reason. The reason why I say that was he is a big powerhouse in uh, NXT UK. I think there was a lot of rumors going around where it said Vince McMahon didn't want Walter, how he looked, to go over on anybody, on any of his people. Okay. Um, Which is, is really messed up. You know what I mean? Like, you're he's a wrestler just like everyone else is. He's just not the atypical... Um, you know, Jack to the gills. I'm walking around here. I can't put my arms down and stuff like that. Not over there looking like Brock Lesnar on roids. No, he's barrel chested. He's tall. He's got a buzz cut. He's just, he looks like a no, no nonsense guy. He a big boy. Yeah. He's like William Regal, but taller and he can knock your damn head off. Okay. So it, it just didn't make any sense. And then um, let's see. Shorty G, he got eliminated. Weirdest name I've ever heard, by the way. Okay, so his name is uh Jordan Gable. Uh, not Jordan Gable, uh Chad Gable. Um okay. but they shortened his name down to Shorty G, which is BS, by the way. Um, because he's a two time Olympic champion. Okay. Um he's like he's like Kurt Angle. He, he okay, he's like Kurt Angle, younger. And more hungry. And without a broken neck? And without a broken neck. All right. Uh, he's really he's really good. But they gave him this shorty G bullshit. But he's he's going to have to come into his own. I guess you have to make chicken shit out of chicken salad. Okay. Uh, or chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was nuts. Um, Kevin Owens got eliminated by Tommaso Ciampa. Because um, everybody thought that Kevin Owens was gonna swatch, uh, swatch, swap. Yeah, he was gonna jump ship from Raw to NXT, which he didn't. He goes and pins Tommaso Ciampa. Damian Priest, fuck him. He's got eliminated by Randy Orton. Randy Orton eliminated. Um, got eliminated by Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle got eliminated. By King Corbin because Randy Orton, um, he RKO'd Matt Riddle, which was bullshit. After the elimination. Like, it, it was so bullshit. It was like he got pinned. Everybody was cheering and stuff like that. 
RKL King Corman comes in for the pin. That's like, come on, man! Like you're gonna you're gonna go through and do some some bullshit like that? Like God sakes, Braun Strowman he gets knocked out of the ring, and he's on his ass. <coughs> Excuse me. So, and he got counted out. So I was like, okay, well that that made no sense. You know, everybody wanted to see Braun Strowman and uh, Keith Lee at least go at it a little bit. You know, two bigger guys, I assume. Oh man, I know. Hoss. I know Braun is huge. I saw. Hoss. That's I saw all his uh, Tyson Fury fight. That's a big boy. Yeah, straight hoss. Um, Ricochet um, eliminated by King Corbin, which was dumb. It's like. Like you, you let you didn't let the guys who everybody wanted to see accentuate why they were there. You know, you wanted to see some extra crazy stuff. A lot of people matching styles with styles. You know, they like didn't that. get their chances to shine. Yeah, nobody got you know, quote unquote, they didn't get their shit in. You know, um, gotcha. Mustafa Ali uh, got eliminated by Seth Rollins. Uh, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus King Corbin. All right, so here's where things get nutty. The last uh, little bit of this. So the last three, three people, yeah, Keith Lee, uh, big black guy, huge. Like not like he's tall, he's built like a brick shit house, but he moves like a cruiserweight. Okay. Yeah, he's nuts. Like he does... Like his one of his finishers, he does a moonsault. All right. Yeah, he's three hundred twenty pounds doing the moonsault. Yeah, you're not getting wow. up. You're okay. not getting up off the when you you get hit by something like that. Uh, it was him, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. Um, and Seth Rollins got pinned. He got eliminated. So it was Roman Reigns versus Keith Lee, and we thought that um, you know, Keith Lee might win it. But that match, just them between each other, was actually on point like um it took two it took two superman punches and a spear to take out keith lee wow so um so he still got the big guy down yeah he still i mean it took him a while but he still got the big guy down gotcha but that match was fun um they fist bumped at the end to show a sign of respect uh but like i don't know it it was that that match it was that by the from people getting eliminated uh a lot of people uh from when um walter got eliminated people were screaming bullshit they were pissed um nobody liked it nobody liked it because it was like man you got this guy in nxt uk uh, his faction called imperium they're going around there running rough shot he gets eliminated first Wow, that means you don't give a shit about your NXT UK guys. Gotcha. So the next match was my favorite wrestler. Yeah, no, not at all. I fucking hate him. Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio in a no-holds-barred match for the WWE Championship. Um, For the record, I hate hate Brock not because I care about wrestling. I hate him because of what he's done to UFC. Uh, yeah, uh, Lesnar can, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like this match at all. I did like, however, um, Rey Mysterio has a son who they're trying to slowly groom into a, being a wrestler and everything. He's doing training and stuff. Okay. Um, but 
he came out, he helped out, uh, he helped Ray. Um, they both did a tandem 619, which is their Tiger Faint kick. If you don't know what the Tiger Faint kick is. I've seen the 619. Oh, oh, all right, no beef. No, right. no beef at all. I was just saying, <laughs> I've seen it. Okay, so they did a tandem one. And then they did tandem, tandem frog splashes. Well, uh, Dominic did a frog splash. Then Ray did a frog splash. And then Brock gets up and just bowls both of them over. And okay. then he gets the win because it's Brock. Of course. Yeah, because um, Brock, Brock going Brock. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> this match was bullshit. Um, so the main event, which was Shayna Baszler versus Bailey versus Becky Lynch in another champion's triple threat. This match... Like I was saying, the pacing and the placement of the these matches were incorrect. Okay. Um, I believe that the men's 5-on-5 animation should have been the last match. Okay. This should have been probably um, after the Fiend-Bray Wyatt match. Um, so those two would have just swapped? Basically, yeah. I'd have to actually have them out in front of me, and then I could show you exactly where I would put everything. Okay. Because... A, the crowd was dead. Brock killed the crowd. These girls put the crowd to sleep. And it's not Ooh. their fault. It's not their fault because of what happened throughout. How how are you going to have... I understand that you want the women to start and finish. But you can't have a 5-on-5 elimination um, a Survivor Series match with all these big guys and everything else like that. That hyped the crowd up. You could have let everybody go home happy However, you let everybody, you put everybody to sleep, basically. Gotcha. The crowd was dead, which is something that you never want to have. People were crowd saying boring. They were saying, like, they were chanting CM Punk. They just they weren't were just, into it. They weren't into the match, and then you never want to have something like that. Shayna Baszler gets to win. Um, however. That's surprising, especially where I know Becky Lynch beat Ronda. Yeah. You would think that where... Ronda being such a huge name everywhere mm-hmm. that they would have had the person who beat her kind of just on like a hot streak. No. Um, the reason why here's they kept Becky strong because what she did was she beat at the end of the match, she threw Shayna through a table, she threw Bailey through a table, and she said, This is my fucking championship. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I, I see you got your heat back and everything. So she didn't really, like, lose anything by taking the L in the match. Mm, no, she didn't lose anything. Like, gotcha. But it was, it just, it just made no sense that they had this match placed where it was. Shouldn't have been the main event, in your opinion? Nope. Not at all. Gotcha. Start with the elimination, end with the elimination. That makes sense. And you would think that's what would go down because it's literally called a Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And the match is a five-on-five Survivor Series elimination match. Yeah. I guess they just did that because they were like, we had women main event WrestleMania. Why not do it for Survivor Series? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, but Some... it really wasn't hyped up that well. Now, I will say this. They did leave. Um, they did plant some seeds for other maybe storylines down okay. the road. Which will be fine. Maybe if they have like a rematch at the next pay per view. No, maybe not the next pay per view. Next pay per view is TLC. We don't want any. That can. Any mix up in there? No, that can get out of there. The next one after that, we could have like. Maybe we have Keith Lee versus. Um, like, Roman what about Reigns. the next of the big four? 
Uh, next of the big four is, what is the next of the big four? Is there Royal Rumble? I think so. Yes. Because those are the only four I know by name. Because it's, uh, it's. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Yeah. Those are the only four events I know by name. Okay. So Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble technically starts off the road to WrestleMania. They could do it then. I guess they could. Uh, but yeah, we'll see a whole bunch of really cool surprises for uh, Royal Rumble, and I can't wait to come back on here and talk about Royal Rumble. Well, you'll... I'm gonna be flipping shit. You because, know you're welcome anytime, bro. Um, I have a strange feeling that we're gonna see another um, woman get into the ring. And you want to uh, make the prediction now? Um, I don't know who it is. I don't know oh, who's gonna okay. be um, because there's still a whole bunch of people that are hurt. And we had, last year, we had um, Nyla, uh, Nia Jax yeah. come out and everything. That was fun. Beat up uh, fucking R-Truth. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, it, it was like, come on, man. Like, you go through, you beat up R-Truth and go out and then, which I, I didn't have a problem with. It's just, like, why you got to beat up R-Truth? You know, he's <laughs> coming down to the ring. You kick his ass. You take his place. I'm like, okay. Why's right. it got to be him? Yeah, why's it got to be him? Like, be somebody else. Like, gotcha. But I mean, she had a decent showing, you know. I mean, she can beat up men, but she still sucks in the ring. She's, she's not a she's not a good wrestler, you know. I kind of gotcha. wish I kind of wish she was a better wrestler, but it's it's it is what it is, you know. I mean, nobody can be Awesome Kong, or nobody can be Aja Kong. There are two women wrestlers. Asha Kong uh, wrestles in Japan. Amazing, uh, awesome Kong wrestles. She wrestles in the United States. But they're... If I showed you pictures of them, you'd be like, yeah, these they could fight dudes. So like Chris Cyborg? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just wrap it up there, with there because we covered NXT and Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. So... One more time, where could people find you, and what are you doing? Um, well, uh, next week we next sat next Saturday is a DWA show, so I'll be doing that. And where is that at? Uh, that is in Delta, Pennsylvania. Um, I don't have the I don't have the exact address. You can Memorize. Google it if you're yeah. in the Pennsylvania area and you like some wrestling. Check my boy out. He's yeah, awesome. It's free, but it's in a barn, so be prepared to wear layers. Trust me, I, I've been re- I've been dreading going back to the barn when it's cold. Maybe wear a couple extra pairs of underwear. Yeah, but all right, bro. Uh, thanks for coming on. Yes. Open invitation whenever you want to talk about wrestling or even MMA. Yeah. There's some crazy stuff going on there. I you mean, know, more than welcome to have you on. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know a lot about MMA. I know. Uh, except, um, oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you. What's up? Oh, that. Let's talk about it. What is that? There was something that popped up last week. I was too sick. To, I was like, man, I wonder if Thomas knows about this guy. I can't remember. Something big happened. Floyd Mayweather coming back? No. I think it was a maybe a boxer. The Deontay Wilder fight? Maybe, I guess. I don't Where know. Where he lost every round and then knocked out. Ortiz with a straight right to the forehead. I think so. Setting up for Tyson Fury too. 
Maybe. I it's think. so good. Oh my god. I'm so excited because Deontay Wilder is my favorite boxer. Okay. He is of the three biggest boxers in the world right now. Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, and Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. Technique wise, he is the worst. Mm-hmm. But no one has hit harder in the heavyweight division than him. Okay. And his fight against Tyson Fury the first time was him kind of just getting outclassed, but his power making up the difference, mm-hmm. which is what made for the draw. And I'm so excited to see it again in February, which, by the way, I talked about earlier in the podcast, which you'll hear way before you're hearing this in this long-form interview. Mm-hmm. But you'll know my hype. Okay. <laughs> I'm super hyped, everybody. But thanks again, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And that is Delta Wrestling Alliance, right? Yes, DWA. You can find us on uh, YouTube. If you look up Delta Wrestling Alliance, you'll be able to find us. Our latest show, November to Remember, is up there, which is pretty bonkers. I can't spoil anything, but trust me, I there's a reason why I've lost my voice. <laughs> Let's just say that. There's a reason why I lost my voice that day. Let's just say this man had some fun. Yes. But All right, bro. I'm going to let you get out of here because we are recording this in my car, and I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, bro. All right. All right, hopefully you all enjoyed that interview about NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series with one of my best friends, Jamie, because he loves wrestling and loves to talk about it. Honestly, I could have probably talked to him for another two hours about it and he would have still had more to say. But that's everything for now. Thanks for listening. You can find the podcast at anchor.fm slash fighting dash words or on all podcast services. You can find it on Twitter at Fight Words Pod, my personal Twitter at Nightwing five nine three. You can support the podcast with a monthly donation of ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine a month. That would get you producer credit in the show notes by going to anchor.fm slash fighting dash words. Until next time, I'm Tommy and these are fighting words. 